note to listeners, if you notice the sound quality change, it's because I'm a dumb biscuit and I <laughs> forgot to hit record. <laughs> this is Tech ASMR. Are you recording the meeting? You're on mute. You're so weird. I know. I don't mind moisture in the air. I do mind like my entire neighborhood smells like sour onions. <laughs> if you're like me, you're like late to the party. It is this like British show set in Britain. <laughs> in London. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to No But Actually, your favorite content podcast with your girls, Tamer and Sasha. We are back. We're on episode eight. Can you believe that we're on our eighth episode already? Eight, the infinity sign. Maybe you have a tattoo of it even. Ooh, I don't have an infinity sign tattoo, <laughs> but I feel like that's very millennial. Like I could. Yeah. Like I might have thought about getting one. Like I actually have a specific memory of thinking about getting an infinity sign tattoo. And my best friend, Chi Chi, shout out to Chi Chi being like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good shout out to Chi Chi. <laughs> uh, we love you, Chi Chi. Okay. Episode eight. And today we are talking about no, but actually. What is Hot Girl Summer? I don't know what it, in what way we're going to be talking about it, but if you're in New York, you know what Hot Girl Summer is. It is leaving your house, looking cute, and then coming back like a sad sewer rat because it's hot out here. It is hot and, and it is wet and it smells like trash. Yeah. Damn. You know, people really rag on my city, but I still love how humidity smells. Is that weird? It's like rain yeah. in the air. <laughs> Moist. Moist. I don't mind moisture in the air. I do mind like my entire neighborhood smells like sour onions. <laughs> like know, you go up and in the inside of your nostrils tingles because it smells so <laughs> nasty. <laughs> do you live by a bunch of apartment buildings though? Yeah, there's definitely like some days that smell worse than others. And those are also the days where like trash is like yeah. literally waist high. So... <laughs> I know if you needed to get away with a crime this would be the perfect time to do it because no one would smell the crime because it's just that's the entire way that New York City smells right now (laughs) thank you Sasha for that tips to criminals yeah Yeah, we know or you just live in a residential neighborhood where there's houses and less garbage oh my god it's literally a hot tip it's a tip for the heat (laughs) like we need a (laughs) drum roll um but before we get to hot girl summer and uh obviously that means we're gonna talk about megan the stallion the The only one the hot girl the original hot girl first we're gonna talk a little bit about what we've been streaming so sasha say what you stream it is the topic that keeps on giving gossip girl the reboot came out this past week did you watch it no, which it's on my list. Okay, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but Sorry. I had the craziest work. You have. Which I always say, but like I I couldn't. Well, I'll save my thoughts until you're able to watch it because I don't want to do any spoilers, but like you definitely have to let me know what you think. They were so quiet about it before intentionally, and I do think some of the like reveals are going to be surprising for you. Oh, like quiet about who is on the show? Like who's what, what the premise is, et cetera, et cetera. I did see some memes about like returning characters. Like there's some actors who are the same people in this version, the maid, right? Yeah. 
Well, you'll have to watch and see. And it's definitely adapted for this current era that we live in, in like many ways. But we're going to have to do like a full debrief on La Gossip Girl. Okay. For next week, I promise I will watch Gossip Girl. That's like on my to-do list this weekend. And we will have a full discussion about it. Okay. We had it and we have it basically in writing now because this is airing and you've just agreed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Please like hold me to the fire if I don't do it for next time thank you and then the only other thing i've like really been watching is industry did you ever watch that show also an hbo show Ooh, you've been yeah. having an hbo type of a week yes i did watch i industry. know I, i'm true to form i'm like a year at least late to, like, <laughs> yes, every good thing. It is, it's old it's old now yeah but i you know what i i call it corporate skins or like junior oh, succession yeah because yeah. it's real it's like this if you don't know if you're like me you're like late to the party it is this like british show set in britain <laughs> in london <laughs> It's a British show set in London and it's like these like follows these characters as they are like recent grads um, working at this like bank in kind of like a toxic corporate environment. And there's like sex and drugs and ambition, um, backstabbing, etc. which recipe for a show I'm going to love. Yeah. So did you love it? Did you watch the whole thing? Did, Did you binge it? How do you feel? I've only on episode two, I'm going to try to like dose it out. Lol. <laughs> Drugs. Uh, I love it. I love like dark shows. Every time I tell people I'm watching that, they're like, ooh, that show's dark. And I'm like, yeah, that's the best part of it. So you do love a dark show. I know. I don't know why. Especially like maybe because it's like summer. It's like I'm getting the light and bubbliness from the environment. And so now I'm like, make me a little depressed. <laughs> well, um, excitingly, if this is junior succession, the real succession is coming back. Yeah. What are you streaming, Tamer? Um, that is what I'm hopefully planning on streaming. I watched the trailer for succession and got so excited. Have you seen it? Chills. I have. I'm so excited. I fucking love every character. I think I'm not a big rewatcher, but I think I'm going to like pregame season three by rewatching all of season one and two. I'm kind of surprised to hear you say you're not a big rewatcher. I'm not I gonna know. lie. I, I feel know. like it gets you like so in the mood for a show and and you just have rewatcher vibes to me. Oh, is that a good thing? Yeah. It's not well, okay. it's a neutral thing. Like it's not bad. I'm Are a you re-watcher. a rewatcher? I am. My mom and I rewatched every single season of Insecure in March <gasps> when I was home in New York City as preparation for the final season. Um, my brother's currently rewatching seasons one and two of Succession, and I will probably join him. And yeah, I love rewatching. Wow. I think I've heard that like people say that anxious people like rewatching because they like know what's going to happen, which is surprising because I'm somewhat anxious. But I think I just love novelty so much that I'm like, I just would rather have something new that's good. That's fair. I couldn't do it with every show. Like, I, I yeah. couldn't, I don't, can't even think of one. Like, I'm not going to rewatch all of Gossip Girl, the original, to then watch the new Gossip Girl. You know what I mean? Called out because I did. I did rewatch like all of Gossip Girl, <laughs> <laughs> except for like season six because it starts getting really bad again. But I think that was really like a that I was um that. a result of the pandemic because I was like I cannot I can no longer live in the pre- present year. I need to live in the past. Yeah, that's rough. Okay, but it wasn't like Ooh. purposefully for watching the new Gossip Girl. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> There's only a couple of shows that I feel like merit a rewatch to like get in the mood. And Succession just creates so much of a mood and a vibe of like toxic family drama, Shakespearean corporate environment that like I want to like get my head into that mindset and like remember all the things that have happened and like led up to this point. Yeah, because you have to remember like, okay, who is on the side of whomst yes. at this point? It's confusing. And who's on someone's like shit list and who's in league, etc. So yeah. and what are the secrets and who's in on the se- certain secrets? Yeah. Yeah. Here's a rewatch. The right. other thing that I watched this past week was the ESPYs. Basically, award shows in person exist. I mean, we've been we've been on the way. Like we started with was it the Oscars that we watched first? Yeah, the Golden Globes, which we talked about a little bit. The Grammys. yeah, like weird hybrid virtual yet slightly right. in person. Francis McDormand in a mask, etc. Right. And so then we came to the ESPYs which were last weekend and okay catch me up the essays are like sports award shows they are it is a sports award show I actually have no idea what it stands for so let's see if I can find that out right now isn't it like the ESPN Z's that's what I would have guessed but is that true excellence in sports performance yearly award oh okay named it that I feel like that's actually a horrible name I think that they definitely (laughs) named it after ESPN and then they were like let's make it stand for something so we can sell the rights to it (laughs) I know it doesn't make sense otherwise anyway the SPs happened as you all know I love sports I love award shows I love getting glam watching other people get glam and what I loved about the SPs was that um Allie Love was one of the hosts now if you're a Peloton aficionado like not me. me (laughs) um or you watch the brooklyn nets either you've seen the dancers or uh you've seen ali host i guess like one of their um after shows on like some brooklyn nets network i don't really know but she (laughs) is just this dancer slash peloton instructor slash host and she was a background host of the SBs. and I just was like wow my loves are all coming together in person (laughs) New York City and sports hosting (laughs) it was great um unfortunately it was raining so I felt kind of bad for everyone like they just had to be out there getting rained on accepting their awards because it was outside because we still want to be COVID safe, et cetera. So Naomi Osaka won the award for best female athlete. And she was up against other really awesome competitors. She ends up winning and she got up and it was just so cute because she was saying, thank you. And she was like, I'm really nervous right now. So I'm going to keep it short. And I feel like she's someone who, you know, like she dropped out of the, um, I think it was the French open because she Mm -hmm. wasn't comfortable with the press and like having to talk to press afterward and she said that she had anxiety and they wouldn't give her a pass for it and so she said okay like I'm I'm good I'm I would rather not be in this and so she's someone who's just been so truthful basically about- being a badass mental health advocate yeah. and being like bye me and French people right <laughs> goodbye and also and I just like that she is able to acknowledge her feelings I don't want to do this so I'm leaving the French open I am nervous, so I'm going to cut this short. And I just felt like it was such a good reminder that these people who you love and who are doing great athletic feats are 
humans with emotion. Yeah. Good for her for having boundaries and not yeah. basically like Tyler, uh, Tiger Woodsing and like at age like 30, whatever, like completely melting down. Like that's why all these people go nuts. So it's like we give them no breaks. And she was yeah. like, thanks for my award. Goodbye. Yeah. Literally. And did you see Naomi Osaka got a Barbie? Like they're doing, I guess Barbie has a role models collection now. I know. And they have a Naomi Osaka Barbie and she's so cute. She has, um, she's wearing this specific outfit that like Naomi wore when she was in one of the like opens and it's Nike. She's a Nike girl and she's wearing, I think like a visor and she has like her really cute hair. It's so adorable. And she was like, this is a dream come true. And she's so humble. Cause she was like, it's amazing to see like, there's a Barbie of me and potentially that people will play with it. It's like, girl, people are going to play with this Barbie. Like a million <laughs> girls out there are going to be like, I have a Naomi Osaka Barbie. She's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. And wow. How far Barbie has come. Truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She still is very skinny, but, <laughs> <laughs> and probably very like long. Cause I don't think Naomi Osaka is that tall. No, I think she is. Oh, she is. Yeah. I think she's really tall. I guess you kind of have to be tall to be a tennis player because you have to kind of like starfish out and like get far reaches. She's she's 5'11". Oh, damn. <laughs> she's tall. She's tall. She's, tall. she's a tall girl. Um, oh my God, I love her. But remember, I mean, maybe you don't remember this, but just their Barbie books from the 80s and 90s. Barbie was like, math is hard. you know what I mean like can't do that need Ken and now we have like Naomi Osaka (gasps) as a Barbie wait what they the Barbie was like Matt's hard I guess I don't know if she said my jaw is on the floor right now pick up all her stuff like in the book she was like I can't do math like literally literally okay when we were young that is what Barbie oh my god so that's what I mean there's obviously still room to grow, but like, listen, I never liked Barbie. I would always try to brush her hair and I was always like, why can you not even brush her hair? Get so tangled. (laughs) I never enjoyed that at all. I was a tomboy. I was like my, I literally tried to change my name when I was um, little to be like, my name's Tiger Jacobson. I'm a boy. Why Jacobson? That's my mom's last name. Oh, and I didn't like mine, (laughs) but, and I liked Tiger because I was like, this is like a sick gender neutral name and it's fearsome. And you know what? I really liked Raja from Aladdin, <laughs> like princess Jasmine's tiger, who is like very human, but like kind of prickly. Anyway, all that to say Barbie's come far. <laughs> I can't believe that's so gross. Like on the nose of being like, that's hard. I, I mean, know. that is hard, but <laughs> I don't need Ken to help me with it. <laughs> Also, did you know that like now people have started saying Ken as like the male counterpart to Karen's? <laughs> no, I like, didn't know that either. And the Barbie or just like calling someone a Ken is like calling someone. They're a calling Ken. someone a Ken. Like they're, so I was watching this like news report and it's one of those things where like not millennials, but people who are like right above millennials try to act like there are these terms. And I'm like, you're making this up. No one says this. <laughs> or if it's like, actually you will say that. Cause someone was like, here's the problem with all these Karens and Ken's is that they don't know how blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, are people saying Ken's? I don't know if people are calling them Ken's. I think they should say Chad's, Karen's and Chad's. 
Oh, I'm so curious about the fact that there is a Ken because I feel like Karen is very specific as a concept to a white woman crying mm. or playing the victim. Whereas when right. a white man wants to prove like dominance or power over another group of people, it's not by necessarily like playing the victim, it's by being more aggressive. And so when I think uh. of a counterpoint to Karen, I guess it does make sense that there would be a name for it, but when I first heard the counterpoint to Karen, I was like, "Wait, my mind is blown." Yeah, because you're basically a Karen is in in and of itself. There's something about using your feminine victimhood as a tool, kind of to subjugate someone else. So, like inherently, if we're going by like gender norms and like masculine femininity, like kind of tropes or roles, like the Ken would be very different. Right. So very curious what a Ken is as a concept. Yeah. Y'all let us know, like, do you think it makes sense that there's like a counterpoint to a a male counterpart to Karen? Like, is it something different? Can you just be a male? Can I talk to your manager? <laughs> and if so, what's the name? Is it Ken? Cause I don't think it's Ken. I think it's more like a Chad or maybe even like a Barry. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, should we do a No But Actually Hot Girl Summer? Yes, it is time for Hot Girl Summer. Everyone, I am so excited about summer in general, about Hot Girl Summer. I feel like it's been a long time coming. Hot Girl Summer started in 2019. It's 2021. It was like a cool thing in 2019. We thought we were going to bring it back for 2020. The pandemic happened, so we just rolled it back. Brought it back out for summer 2021. We said, hold, hold that thought. <laughs> now we're good. <laughs> so it's been literally everywhere nonstop, I feel like, uh, for, again, two years. And it was so big that it actually got written about uh, in the Los Angeles Times. <laughs> and it's a little bit like how Chugi was recently written about by Taylor Lorenz in the New York Times. Like once a phrase makes it to the LA Times or the New York Times, it has blown up in a way that is outside of just the millennials or Gen Zers who created it, but is now um, fodder. It's the national consciousness. Yeah, it's the national consciousness is fodder for every single generation that reads. Before we get into the history of Hot Girl Summer and how we are going to exemplify that in our lives this summer, Sasha, I'm curious, what does Hot Girl Summer mean to you? Oh, uh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to me, hot girl summer is like, it's a mantra. It's a way of life. It is an attitude and it is very much a, it it reckons back to like a Lizzo kind of vibe even, even though it's originated by Megan Thee Stallion. And it's like, I am doing whatever I want to do. This is my time. This is our time. This is the season of me being a hot girl and I can do whatever I want, whether that means dating or hooking up or just being attractive. And it's kind of like a siren to let everyone know, like it's hot girl summer. So this is the vibe I'm setting. That's it to me. And when I say it's hot girl summer, I don't just mean I'm wearing natural deodorant and so I might smell. I mean, like, watch out, set me up on dates, hook me up, let your friends know. It's hot girl summer for Sasha in here. Snaps. Like, yeah. Is that it I for you? I love that energy. I feel like it's just bad bitch energy. It's a little bit like a new feminist anthem for millennials. 
and Gen Z. Because I feel like Megan is sort of, like, right in the middle. She's, like, 24, right? So yes. she really, um, we, we all vibe with her. And so to go a little bit into the history of it. Okay. In July 2019. Let me put my glasses on. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in the library now. <laughs> We're humanities majors over here. Love a love a good uh, history. So the term hot girl summer went viral on social media in July 2019. It originally stems from a line on Cash It, which is a song on Megan Thee Stallion's 2019 mixtape Fever. And she calls herself the hot girl two E's because Megan Thee Stallion has two E's. Two E's. It is what it is. She's so, speaking the Queen's English. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes viral and she is... So, you know, she's been smart forever. Like, I feel like Megan has always used social media to her advantage, and that's really, like, how she came up in the rap game anyway. She realizes that it's a huge song, and, or she realizes that the phrase is really big, and so she's like, okay, I should create a song about this. And I'm just going to do a poetic reading of, of, <laughs> of, of a few stanzas. I'm going to snap and get my beret. <laughs> Handle me? Who gon' handle me? Thinking he's a player, he's a member on the team. Mm. He put in all that work, he wanna be the MVP. Boy, bye. I told him, ain't no taming me. I love my men equally. And so Megan is all about being the queen in her own life and not playing second fiddle to some other person. I think especially in the rap game um, and in heterosexual relationships and when someone thinks of like summer, summertime fine, you're out here, you're getting it summer in. Summer These men are out here like hooking up with lots of women and not giving a fuck about their feelings. And Megan is like, <clears throat> excuse me, I am, I am the one. I am in the he center of this narrative. He's a player. He's a member of the team. Obsessed. That's my fave. She's like, you think you're MVP? Sorry, I have an entire roster. Okay, you're on the bench. Look at these <laughs> sports analogies. Which parallels American mating patterns because cuffing season's for winter and people often break up right ahead of summer so that they can have summer flings. The other thing that I love that she says is, Look, college girl, but a freak on the weekend. Eat that, you know, dick up. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, like, should, I don't even, I'm like, oh, should I say this? Eat that X up, even when I'm going vegan. He be tripping on me, and I know the reason. I got to break up with my man every season. And so, one, she has different men for different seasons. Love that. As you grow and progress, the person by your side also needs to change. And she also mentioned she's in college. Megan is a hot, educated wow. girl, okay? She's getting degrees. She's okay. getting degrees. And so I just feel like something that I love about Hot Girl Summer is that it's also so inclusive, which is, I think, just true about, like, so many movements now in our time of life. Like, it's not cool to have something that's not intersectional. And everyone can be a hot girl. And I say girl with, like, an X as the eye. Girl you know, like is a gender neutral term. Gender neutral, you're feeling that feminine energy, you're feeling that girly vibe, like you're a hot girl. And that yeah. means you are the center of your own narrative. That means that you are not taking no for an answer. That means that you are setting your own boundaries. And it means that you are just like being fully confident in who you are. And yes. I'm here for that. 
I think sexual liberation and subversion of expectations is thematically omnipresent for Megan Thee Stallion. Like, in, in thought shit, she also says, basically, like, if you think you are going to be the only one for me, like, you're joking, you're tripping, because, like, I'm going to make a bunch of choices. And same with, like, Wob, like, obsessed. That's the energy <laughs> of Hot Girl Summer. That is the energy of Hot Girl Summer. But now let's get a little bit deeper on Megan Thee Stallion and what being a hot girl really means. So Megan is gorgeous, I think, by many people's standards of beauty. Uh, she's also a thick, three C's, curvaceous woman. <laughs> four C's. Um, four C's. And that's not necessarily something that was like considered the most beautiful um, at, at all times, but she's like so confident in showing that off. And something I love about that, in addition to the fact that she's inclusive, is that her body does look a little bit different than other people's bodies out there who are like super famous influencers or um, or entertainment pop stars. And she owns it. And it's not fake. Like if you look at her pictures, I mean, I'm sure that there's some editing. I'm sure that there's filters and things like that. But like she has roles. She lets you see it. It doesn't look yeah. like she um, has cellulite. And yeah, she has cellulite. It's, and she's, she's not like hot. trying to. Yeah, like that's what makes her hot. She's not trying to hide it all. And I think that that goes against the grain of some of the influencer and celebrity culture that we saw yeah. coming up to and her. And she calls it out. There's this line in the song, which I think is on WAP that I love. And she says, I don't shop on Insta boutiques, all those fake ass whatever only made for fake booties so she's basically saying like these clothes I don't shop these clothes they don't fit me which I love because I think probably as like at some point every woman in America has felt but especially as a fat woman of being like this doesn't fit me like there's something wrong with my body mm -hmm. and she's basically like there's something wrong with these nasty ass clothes they don't fit <laughs> your body which is like we should literally always be mad at the clothes and never be mad at our bodies agree yeah and she's like I'm I'm hot. It's the clothes I'm gorgeous. fault. It's not my fault. The other thing I wanted to talk about with Megan being a hot girl is that um, being a hot girl and believing that you're a hot girl doesn't necessarily preclude um, the internet or masculine energy from getting to you. And I'm particularly referring to the situation where Megan actually got shot by a rapper. It's not new news. Um, this happened in 2020. She was at a party and uh, a rapper named, I like don't even want to say his name. I'm just going to call him a tiny little man. I guess they were in the car together or something. He got mad at her and he shot her twice. Now, the fact that this man could just walk around, I think it was in LA, like with a gun and get so upset and heated as to shoot someone else I mean this isn't like I'm defending myself like this is like I'm just angry mad at you is is just absurd to begin with and we're talking about a woman who has put hot girls hot girl summer and being the truest version of yourself on the map and this is now someone who after she was shot people were commenting on her posts like oh it's your fault uh, I don't believe that this man would have done that unless you did something crazy. And to just think like, wow, you could be the epitome of a hot girl and of the new feminist movement 
and you could still be taken down by a tiny little and man a, and all of his a trolls. public figure. Yeah. It's like, why does Chris Brown still have a career? Well, yes. Why does Chris Brown still have a career? And then this man, again, who this tiny little man who I will not name, also still has a career. And like when his songs come on, I'm like, literally no. Like I refuse like, to listen no, thank to this you. person. And I and I think the other thing that is infuriating about this is imagine if Kendall Jenner had gotten shot twice mm. in the foot. What would mm. the reaction to that be and how public would the outcry be? And would the person be in jail? Yes. And so there's still something in the fact that she is a black woman and a, and a rapper and she's at the pinnacle of her career, but still she won't be taken seriously and her grievances and her pain won't be taken seriously by the media, by other people, she, even by the law. She posted photos, I believe, of her gunshot wounds and said afterwards, and people were still like, you're making this up. You're doing this for attention. That's insane. And, you know, she said, like, protect black women. There is completely a different standard for black women. And it's disgusting. Yes. And something that I do appreciate about Megan, though, is that she will take pain and create it into something. And I think mm-hmm. it's super annoying. And there have been all these memes out of like tweets that say you know like I don't want to be a strong woman like I want to be a soft woman like I don't want people to compliment me for being strong I wish I didn't have to be and I think that that's true but in situations where you are forced to have the option to be strong and you take that option I still think it's worth praising so after this happened Megan actually uh, wrote a opinion essay for the New York Times called why I speak up for black women she says, I'm not, afraid of, I'm not afraid of criticism and protect black women should not be controversial. My initial silence about what happened was out of fear for myself and my friends. Even as a victim, I have been met with skepticism and judgment. The way people have publicly questioned and debated whether I played a role in my own violent assault proves that my fears about discussing what happened were unfortunately warranted. I mean, it's just chilling to Oh, I'm gonna to cry. Like... And she goes on to say, but you know what? I'm not afraid of criticism. We live in a country where we have the freedom to criticize elected officials, and it's ridiculous that some people think the simple phrase protect black women is controversial. We deserve to be protected as human beings, and we are entitled to our anger about a laundry list of mistreatment and neglect that we suffer. And I love that she says that because anger is not an emotion that I women and especially black women are allowed to express we grow up learning that it's not nice it's that makes other people uncomfortable and that especially as a black woman people will see you as only angry and so the only emotions that you can express are joyful or positive are hot girl confidence Mm, but mm. you can you can be both (laughs) and i think that that's what's important to remember and that's why I love Hot Girl Summer and it's why I love Megan The Stallion so much. Like Hot Girl Summer is about getting it in. It's about having fun. It's about sexual liberation, but it's also about not being afraid to speak your mind. It's mm. not being afraid of criticism and it's holding people to account who have hurt you and who allow other people to hurt you and not being ashamed of that. And so um, I think Hot Girl Summer is for everyone and we should embody it as much as possible in 2021 but literally hot girl summer should just be a refrain forever i'm tamer i love that (laughs) it's hot girl summer can also be delicate flower summer 
<laughs> yes. Hot girl summer is whatever it means to you. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I think that can change too. I'm like so proud of and impressed by Megan for like sharing her trauma in a way that really helps others see why it's so important that society change and and consider the perspective of everyone. It's heavy, but it's true and it's real. And I just, um, I thank Megan for, you know, stepping out there and sharing her story and being extra vulnerable in a place where she was already really hurt to speak her truth. Yes. And I can always forget that she's young because like 24 is actually quite young because I'm like, one, you're very mature. Like you just know about the world and you're smart. And two, I'm just like, you seem like you have your your life together. I know. I'm like, can we be friends? I know. (laughs) Like you're younger than me. Yes. Love her though. And also if you haven't seen it, you should totally watch Tamer and anyone listening to this. Um, Megan and Maxine Waters did a convo. I believe it was for International Women's Day. And it was so cute because Maxine was like, Megan was like, I'm so nervous. I'm such a big fan of yours. And Maxine was like, I'm a fan of yours. And it was just so cute to see these women kind of like fawning over each other. These like two amazing, incredible, strong, outspoken women like fawning over each other (laughs) and having like a dazzled eyes girl crush moment. (laughs) So check that out too. Link in bio. I don't know which bio, but one of them. One of them. Anyway, shout out to Megan. We love you and all that you stand for. And let's do brag or drag. Yes. Okay, I'm going to drag myself this week. And that is for... Listen, I talked to my nutritionist, and I'm just going to drag... Oh, oh my God, there was like a big There are ghosts in your house. I think my house is haunted. Okay. Okay, I'm going to drag myself for, like, not being that mindful and making healthy choices food-wise. And this is a PSA to me and also to all of y'all that remember to eat, like, food in the daytime because totally this week I have been forgetting to eat and then I'll just, like, get to, like, 5 p.m. and be like, wow, I ate, like, three clementines and an almond butter scoop. So... My bra- my drag is that I haven't been very mindful, and so I'm going to start eating good. Okay, I feel like that was, like, a little mean to yourself. Like, I want to... Okay, I yeah, wanna... now I'm like, oh! <laughs> I'm like, I just... Dra- I tried to drag because I always brag. <laughs> no, I like... like... I, it's fine to do a drag, but I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like you should first brag on yourself for being thoughtful and mindful enough to realize that this is a problem that you yeah. feel like you're having and that you want to fix it. And that yeah. also, like, the way that we feed our bodies, like, we can change it, but, like... It's okay. Can I do a brag, actually? Yeah. I always brag. Okay, so here's my brag, and I realized this this morning because I put on an outfit, and I was like, okay, first of all, you look cute. Like, I was standing there in front of the mirror being like, you look cute AF. And I realized I've been feeling like my outfits lately have been killing it, partially because I'm so into the fact that skinny jeans are out of fashion. (laughs) But also I realized, like, (laughs) for the last, like, Aren't we all? I know, like skinny jeans, I don't know for whom. Like literally Kate Moss is the only person who looks good at skinny jeans. But I'm like have started like dressing in a way that I'm like really into that I feel like 
it really accentuates my good points and I think for like the last two years I was kind of like resistant to buying clothes like in my size or I would try to buy clothes that were like fashionable on other people that just didn't quite look good on me and I finally like this year was like fuck it I'm gonna buy new clothes I'm gonna buy clothes in the size that fits and I'm gonna buy clothes that like look good on my body which is like a lot of high-waisted wide-legged pants like I'm sorry and like really oversized blouses which don't hide my body necessarily but like I don't know they just look good and I feel so much better and like brag on me for like making the conscious choice to be like look I'm not gonna look good and like whatever like other people are wearing and I don't need to try to and for these reasons I'm hot (laughs) I am cute and I just want to thank everyone who's contributed to that process mostly me so brag brag and I'll post some fit pics because I look cute you're having a Kanye moment I love it I yeah, I was like, me. who is she? Yeah, um, I've been seeing your flowy outfits. First of all, you know your girl, aka me, Tamer. I love a flowy outfit. Like I, yes. I, I love flowy pants. I think that they're a vibe, and I've seen the ones that you have. It's a loop. Yes. I love it. Sashay away, me. <laughs> what about you? I'm going to brag. I've been dragging a lot lately, so let's keep it positive. Um, Although I I like dragging too, but anyway, this week is a brag also on myself. I have been uh, on a self-help book kick lately, which I've kind of talked about a little bit, but, but books that have themes of like how to better one's life. And I am reading Grit by Angela Duckworth. The whole premise of the book is that grit is what's, is the most important part of success and achievement and that grit can be uh created like you don't you're not like necessarily born with grit but there is a there's literally like a path to grit there is an equation that you can do that will make you gritty and there's also there's an equation for achievement and um i'm just gonna say it it might be kind of hard to follow along but okay there are two parts the first one is innate talent times effort equals skill so how good you are naturally at something times the amount of effort you put in gives you a skill once you have that skill your skill times the amount of effort you put into honing that skill equal achievement so if you notice effort is in that equation twice and so like the more effort you put in actually like the better it is for your entire achievement category and we always focus as humans on people's innate talent like oh they're so good at that like she just picked it up right away she's a genius and most people are not geniuses (laughs) most people put in a lot of work and we've talked about this with z-way and with like a few other people that you look at them and it seems like they woke up and they just like were good at what they did but actually they had spent years putting in effort like Issa Rae like it was like oh she just got a show on HBO and it's like she's in writing and doing comedy for years right and the other thing I thought was super interesting about this was that let's say that um someone has a lot of innate talent but doesn't put in that much effort and then someone else doesn't have a lot of innate talent but puts in a lot of effort they get to the same skill and they get to the same achievement number but the person Mm -hmm. who was has who has less talent who put in more effort actually produced more work because they Mm -hmm. had to like make script they had to make scripts or like produce content more often and so they actually have more stuff for people to look at and so even though you might get to the same 
skill level or the same achievement level, you actually have more to show for it if you put in more work. (gasps) And that, I don't know, Sasha, it just clicked in my mind. And I was like, okay, girl, like the effort is all, not all, but like mostly what matters. Like what what are areas where you can beef up the effort in your life that you are putting in? And so that was like a really fascinating exercise for me. And I just feel proud of myself for making time to read because... I had this crazy job yes! that we talked about and for thinking about how to imp- actually implement it into my life. So I'll have some updates here and there about some of the effort that I'm putting in uh, okay. and where my skill and achievement level is going. That's a meta brag because you're like, listen, I read this <laughs> book that said trying works, which is good, <laughs> brag. And I put in the effort to read the book. That's You doubled. You listen. Bra- Brag squared for effort squared. Full of effort. But sometimes I'm actually curious, and maybe we can talk about this a different time, but like how much effort do you think that you put in versus rely on your innate skill or your innate talent to do things? Yeah, I definitely think, I 100% think that effort is the key. Like I've read mindset. I need to read grit, obviously, but I think about that a lot because effort's the only thing you can control. You can't Mm -hmm. control innate talent and luck and opportunity. Right. Bitch. I know. I love that and I hate it because it's like, wow, you're telling me I have the power, but you're also telling me I can't be a lazy bitch. I know. You mean I can't just lay on my couch and and things won't just like come to me? You're saying I can't get by on my good looks alone? Lies. Look at where I'm at now. I love that. So everyone tell us your brag or drags, comment, DM, etc. We'd love to hear them. What are you proud of? What are you working on? What bummed you out? But what did you get past? And are you a petty hoe? Petty, <laughs> petty mayonnaise. Yeah. See you on our IG. Yes. Okay, love. Kiss. Bye. Kiss. Bye.